Hi, we're Visible, the wireless company with nothing to hide. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not into you. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the First and Ten podcast right here on the Blogging the Boys podcast network. Your host, the return of the king, the return of the Mac, Dave Sturgill here alongside two of the primo writers of bloggingtheboys.com, Aiden Davis, Tony Catalina. Boys, did you miss me at all? Or it, like, You could be honest. There, there won't be any hard feelings if you didn't, but I'm curious. Wait, wait you were gone? <laughs> oh, oh aiden's got jokes that's great um uh, yeah dude what a what a couple of weeks man i had a company event um uh what was it on one sunday night what was that why did i have was it a pay-per-view was it wrestlemania it might have been wrestlemania right and i had to do something with like a watch thing and then the following week i was in alaska and then last week i was in disney world and i'm not a world traveler by any stretch don't get me wrong uh, but I just had a really busy April, and it just so happened that it landed on a bunch of Sundays, and that's when we do our thing. So, fellas, thank you foremost, like first and foremost, for holding it down for the first and ten podcast. We are the kickoff show of a very, very big, big, big important week for Dallas Cowboys fans and football, and just football overall. I mean, I don't know how many, how much football you guys have been watching as far as the USFL or maybe some of the. Uh, the Johnny Manziel to T.O. connections we've been seeing over there on the interwebs, which is lighting up my heart. I'm a big T.O. fan. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the real deal starts this week. I'm sure there's been – I'm sure you guys have participated in 54 mock drafts apiece. I'm in an unfortunate Twitter thread that I didn't ask to be in, and, and, and I love the guys to death. Don't get me wrong. Um, it's just there's like 40 guys deep, and they're just giving me all these scenarios, and I'm just like, Okay, when did the Cowboys pick? You know, I'm just like, <laughs> obviously, I'm knee deep in this stuff, but I've been out of touch for a couple of weeks. Aiden, your thoughts going into draft week? Where's your confidence level, bro? Like, do you think that the, the Cowboys are going to pull off what they pulled off last year? I mean, obviously, last year was a higher pick in in getting Micah Parsons and even trading back and still landing a guy like that. Do you feel like there's some kind of magic in the air for the Cowboys to land somebody good here in 2022? If they do what we all think they're going to do, then I do think there's... I'm very confident in this year's draft if they take an offensive lineman because, I mean, the last three offensive linemen they've taken in the first round are all probably Hall of Famers, at least perennial pro bowlers. So considering the fact that Will McClay's excellent at drafting offense, I think they got a little bit lucky with Micah Parsons. He's not as great drafting defense. Still good. But the fact that they're going offense and more specifically offensive line, I'm super confident this year if things go according to plan. Now, Tony, uh, obviously last year, not so much last year, but two years ago, I'm actually I know this is a is an audio podcast for most. And if I have time, I'll definitely clip some of the stuff up for us for uh, social media. But I am wearing a hat, a specific hat that I bought. Uh, I rebought. I've had the original shark tooth hat long time ago when I was a kid, but I rebought it the year that the Dallas Cowboys drafted C.D. Lamb. And I forever think that this is a good luck hat. And now I, I'm wearing it now. It's draft week. Uh, do you feel like there's going to – is there any chance at 24 
that all of a sudden we're sitting there. It's like 22, 20, maybe 21, 22. And you're like, damn, there is somebody there that has now slipped much like a, a la CD lamb did to us at 17. Is there any gut feeling that that could happen to the Cowboys where they're going to be stuck between drafting what they actually need and what they possibly can land? It's that's what makes this draft so fascinating. It's the sense that anything and everything is open and, you know, anything can happen in this draft. I could see them moving up. We spoke, spoke on it last week that, you know, we kind of ranked what we thought would be the best idea with standing Pat, you know, moving up, moving down. This team, you know, with the way this draft is set up with the players and the caliber that is there, there's going to be somebody good at 24. And if there's somebody you love at 20, 21, I'm all for pulling the trigger and going to get it. And that's what it's so interesting is there is no consensus with the quarterbacks. There's no real consensus with the top of this draft. There's no like this guy is a bona fide stud. So that just makes things more interesting. And I think more so than this year than any other year we've had is we just we're going to have to wait and see what happens because the Cowboys could make some magic happen on Thursday night. Aiden, now, now much off of that point, I got to ask you, because it's, it's kind of the way I'm feeling right now. This first round, you know, you've seen it mocked how many times, right? Like you've seen it over and over and over again, and people are going here and this guy's going there and this one's going to make a trade here. And oh, there's Debo. You know what I mean? Like there's just so many intangibles of what could happen. Uh, within this draft, but do you get the sense that there's nobody that really, really, really stands out in this draft? There's just a bunch of if, and I'm not discrediting anybody, but do you see this draft being full of, or at least the first round, a lot of B plus players? You know what I'm saying? Like, is there any A's that stand out? Like, I know there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, tout about the the kid from Michigan. Obviously, the probably their number one overall pick. You know what I mean? Like. So there's there's words about him. But after that, do you feel like there's anybody that like jumps off the charts or is this like a, a big ass mixed bag right now? Yeah, I know. I think a big a big mixed bag is the best way to put it, because, I mean, you have the three great defensive ends like you have the Trayvon Walkers, you have the Aiden Hutchinson's and then you have the Kayvon Thibodeau's, which like you have the top five picks, essentially. And outside of that. I don't think there's any player that's really a lock for the top 10 outside of like three different defensive ends and maybe two tackles. I just think nobody really knows what's going to happen with this year's draft. And as a result, I just, I don't really see there like there's one player that's worth trading up for. I just don't believe there is. I mean, like you said, there's a lot of good receivers. If that's the way you want to go, I don't really think you need to trade up for Kenyon green or Zion Johnson. Like there's just nobody that I'm, would wait to see if they drop just because I think every player could realistically make it to us. And there's no player that I'm like, yeah, we have to go up and get that guy. They might get happy feet, right? I mean, if they're sitting there with Kenyon green or Zion Johnson at 20 and they're like, Oh my God, he's so close. It might only cost us like one pick to get up there. They, they might just not be able to help themselves in that situation. I, I don't, I don't think that's such a bad idea to be honest. If there's somebody that they covet, you know what I mean? There's someone that they really, really want, and he's not a skill position player because I'm tired of, you know, I, I don't want to move up for a skill position player. I don't think that's necessary at all. But if you covet one of these guards or interior linemen, like those are the guys that you really need to like. That makes everybody else click and go boom. You know what I'm saying? Like this offense is ready to rock, and we all know that the missing piece was Amari Cooper. Now, replacing Cooper is is obviously a big thing, and, and I don't know where they're going to go about doing that. Right now, they might think they already did. 
uh, considering they brought on James Washington and you just shift everybody up a spot on the depth chart. Um, but that that's what worries me. And we'll get into that in a little bit as far as like our, our best case and worst case scenarios um, of this draft. But yeah, if there's somebody there a couple spots ahead, like how much do you think that's going to cost them? I don't foresee it costing them too much. So why not just make the move? If, if, if there's somebody really like you got them like triple circled in red pen, you know, on your on your draft board, go out and get them. I don't see a problem with that at all. Right, Aiden? Yeah, it just comes down to cost. Like, what would you guys be willing to move from 24 to 22? I don't think I'd be willing to give up more than a fourth round pick. I mean, oh, even no, that's I, no, see, even that's a stretch. I think like throw a fourth multiple fifth, throw a fifth. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the multiple fifths. So, yo, that's true. Yeah, we have multiple fifth round picks. Like, and, and, and it depends on the suitor and it depends on the trade partner. You know what I mean? Like, if, if it's a team that really you're not going to see and there's not too much, you know, and they don't have a guy that they really covet and they can kind of slide back, much like what happened last year, you know, and did the Cowboys and the Eagles ever actually make trades? I mean, yeah, we saw history last year. We never we never thought a million years they would trade with the Eagles, you know? But there are teams like the Eagles, like the Packers, like a couple teams that are ahead of us um, that you can actually, you know, you can mess around with. So we'll see. But we get into the actual uh, the draft, right? And obviously it goes down Thursday night. There's plenty of coverage on bloggingtheboys.com. There's plenty of coverage within the podcast network. We're dropping episodes literally every day and, I, and if i'm not mistaken the last time i saw it there's going to be live coverage on the youtube channel of all the picks and everybody's going to be involved and i'm going to try to get on there as well it's just been a totally cluster f of the last couple of weeks i don't even know where i'm at right now i'm actually in my house imagine that i, I still don't feel like i'm home but uh so all right the dallas cowboys pick 24th right and obviously we know the subtractions that we have on this team we lose amari cooper we lose randy gregory we technically, quote, lose Connor Williams, even though we all kind of thought we're going to move on from him anyway. Um, we lose Lyle Collins, right tackle. We lose. There's a lot of losses. You know, there's not a lot of not a lot of positivity uh, in Dallas Cowboy land as far as acquiring talent. So the 24th pick comes and goes. Now let's say it's all chalk. Let's just say it gets to us and we got, you know, we have our pick. Aiden, what is the best case scenario for the Dallas Cowboys at pick 24? to happen to them on Thursday night? I'm going best case scenario is they say Zion Green, Kenyon Green, Kenyon Green, Zion Johnson are both on the board at 24. They immediately call the Kansas City Chiefs at pick number 30 and say, we'll give you the 24th pick. You can have one of these receivers that are presumably still on the board, like a Traylon Burks, a, Cl a Chris Olave that's still on the board. You guys now need receivers because Tyree Kill's gone. What are you willing to give us? And I'd be to move up six spots and get a receiver that, like we just talked about, they're all kind of on the same tier. I think the Chiefs would be willing to give up maybe a third if you're moving up six spots. Give up a third. We get their 30th pick. And the key to 30th is you don't want to you don't want to drop behind the Bengals because the Bengals are obviously going to go offensive line. Right. So just back up right next to the Bengals, pick up a third round pick and I would be shocked if Kenyon Green or Zion Johnson, like one of those didn't fall back to you at pick number 30. And you just picked up extra draft capital for a guy that you probably would have taken at 24 anyway. Obviously, that's a gamble. And this is best case scenario. I mean, we'll talk about worst case, but a bad scenario would be they trade to 30 and both those guys get picked. But my dream, trade back to 30, pick up some picks. 
Don't you put that evil out there. Don't you don't you put that evil negativity out there that that happens. (laughs) Ricky Bobby, relax over there. All right. (laughs) All right. Tony, 24th pick. You're running to the podium. What is the best case scenario for the Dallas Cowboys? So clearly uh, to recap and rehash Aiden's Aiden's think a best case scenario would be to trade back with the Chiefs at 30. Grab some extra capital talking about a third round pick uh, in addition to everything else we got going on. And one of the guys falling to us. Where do you see the best case scenario happening? You know, the the best case realistic scenario, like like Aiden said, he hit it on the head with having one of, you know, Zion Johnson or, you know, Kenyon Green be in there. I would personally like for the decision to be taken out of our hands. Let one of them be gone and let us get the other one. There is no decision to be made. But if you're talking real life best case scenario, a guy that's viewed as a top 15 pick, Charles Cross somehow finding in his way down to 24. I know it's unrealistic or, you know, it may not. I mean, just sometimes these things fall like that. We've seen it with C.D. Lamb, but uh, Charles Cross's look at a guy that could be a, you know, a type of tackle that could be hold down your left tackle spot because Aiden's touched on it in the last three weeks while you've been gone. You know, you may want to take tackle now before it becomes a need. So it's more of a want at this time. So, you know, the best case scenario is Zion Johnson, Kenyon Green, one of them there for you to take. But, you know, if one of these guys gets pushed on the board because the quarterbacks start going a little bit, the receivers start going, um, you know, these defensive ends start coming off the board, it's only going to push more talent down the down the, down the the hatch there. But the more that I've researched and looked at it, Aiden's on the money. I think the best case may actually be moving back and trying to collect some picks because guys are going to naturally fall. And this is a draft where you're going to build – you know, anywhere from 30 to 90 and those pick range and the top 100 picks, this team's going to get better in that, in that type of window there. Yeah. Tony. Just looking up, looking up some Charles cross stuff right now out of Mississippi state. Um, he's, he's rated as a 6.44 uh, draft grade according to the NFL.com. So that, that puts him in a nice little, nice little window there. Uh, he says, we'll become a good starter within the first two years of his career. So that's not a bad play. Um, I, I honestly like that because it's, you know, Unfortunately, it's big tree fall hard. And we've said that, well, I've said that at least a million times. And I know that, you know, I saw a couple of their workouts. I'm talking about the Cowboys, obviously, and, and guys that are running around and, and they're sweating and they're good. And you see a guy like um, uh, Tyron Smith out there and he looks great and he feels good. It's just, it's always, it's always him. You know what I mean? It's either a stinger or a back thing or a thing, you know, and it's like, you're wondering, okay, so at what point of the season is he is he going to drop? And you don't want that. Obviously, you don't want that to happen, but it's become inevitable that this guy gets hurt. And we lost Collins, and I think the Taron Steele project is no longer a project. He is now the right tackle. You know what I mean? So now you got to look at left tackle. Um, I like that idea a lot, actually. And it seems to me, based off of what I've read on the kid, you know, that's a steal. It's a steal that he gets all the way to 24. He's definitely tackles to me. Um, are definitely at a premium in the first round. Uh, and I think that obviously, you know, the guards that we, we've talked about and discussed are obviously the guys that people think that might just fall to us, but the tackles are the premiums in the NFL draft. I mean, that's just my opinion, Aiden. Tony, are you doing the same thing with Trevor Pinning? If he falls to 24, I don't know if you have an opinion on Trevor. Yeah, Pinning. I don't, I don't, I don't love him. 
you know, Trevor Penning, I think he, he's there's a huge pendulum swing of how people feel about Trevor Penning. And I, just based on the Cowboys history, they're not going for that FCS level one double eight kid in the first round. Anyway, they want big names, big schools. So um, there are I think he is going to get taken in the first round. I think, you know, somebody is going to take him early and he may not be the Cowboys problem. I just don't see this organization in their history actually making that move there. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. That's fair. Yeah. So it, again, it's going to be, it remains to see uh, of what the best case scenario could be. Now, if you're asking me, I, I know this is going to sound ridiculous. And I know that we have somebody that's slated in his position already, but I, I've over the last couple months, when, when you're looking at offensive linemen, um, you know, I do like the guys you mentioned, trust me, I do. Uh, but there's something about Tyler Lindenbaum that, that I, I really, really like. And, I know he's a center, and I know we have our guy, and and, and that that's all well and good, but I just feel like this kid is just it, he's, he's he's bred to be an offensive lineman in this league. Whether if you shift him over to guard, or you know, I don't foresee him to ever be a tackle, but if you shift him within the interior offensive line, I really really like this kid. And from what I gather and from what I've read, you know, he also does not even there's like not even a chance that he makes it to us you know there's the teams like the philadelphia eagles and there's other teams like that with more capital and more need for a guy like him i just really like him that's my best case scenario i i think that if for whatever reason he's there at 24 you're like you're literally sprinting to the podium and saying yo come on home like that he's just he's got that that just that stature he's got the size six three like 290 something you know he's a big big dude uh, and I feel like that's that's the best case scenario for the Dallas Cowboys. I do not disagree with either of your plays. I think the most realistic one, if I had to rank them, and I'm not like Mr. Judge, Jury, and Executioner, but I think if I had to rank the scenarios, I think Aiden's is the most likely to actually happen. I agree. And I'm a big Tyler Lindebaum fan. I actually did a... Um... A profile on the kid you know he got a wrestling background he's an athlete his his player comp is jason kelsey and i know he's an eagle but if we had a jason kelsey on this offensive line for 10 years you know i think nobody would complain about that pick not at all um so i i, I like the kid i like everything that he's got so i was i was early on him just like you were so sign me up for that as well i also love how we all went offensive line i didn't want one of y'all to say receiver and then i would have to defend the not taking the receiver for the rest of the episode. Listen, and like I said to you guys earlier, I think that all of these guys fall on um, the same tier. I, I don't I don't foresee one of these guys jumping off the charts where, like a C.D. Lamb to me. See, I figured maybe I was in the minority, but when C.D. Lamb was drafted, I felt C.D. Lamb was the best receiver in the draft. Like, And it wasn't – to me, it wasn't close. And the, and the fact that there was other guys drafted before him, 
you know, it was, it was just like, is it, are we dreaming? Like, is this happening? Like, you know, like I think I felt like he was the best one to get. Um, and I don't feel that way about any of these receivers. I, I feel like they're all very, very talented, but I feel like you don't, you don't pull the trigger. And I guess that leads me to worst case scenario, you know, of the Dallas Cowboys of what we've been seeing, the trends, the, the talks about trading up, the talks about adding a playmaker and, and replacing Amari Cooper with a with a brand new shiny toy or on the outside. Like, so I'll start reverse order. I'll go Tony first this time. Tony, the Dallas Cowboys at twenty four. Best case scenario, we all said it. We all we all know what we want out of the first round. What happens if it doesn't go our way? What is the worst case scenario for the Dallas Cowboys? At well, the worst case scenario at twenty four for me is the worst case scenario for okay. me without <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, the show goes on. So you know, the other um <laughs> the worst case scenario for me is that these quarterbacks are exactly what we think they are, right? They don't go uh -huh. people aren't taking them because when people when quarterbacks are taken early, that pushes more talent down the board. Now, if these quarterbacks, people are, you know, it's gun shy about the quarterbacks they don't want to take them, that means Tackles are being taken. Defensive ends are being taken. Offensive guards are being taken. Now we're sitting there um, and we're looking at picks that we don't want. You know, we're not going to take a quarterback in round one. And then now you're going, who wants? You want to trade up? You want to trade up? Like you're calling, dialing for dollars to get people to come back. So I'm hoping and praying that these quarterbacks fly off the board. I'm hoping, you know, the guys that we really have no interest, whether it be character character concerns or fits that just don't work within the scheme of this organization. Oh, now, you, now you sound like Steven relax over there with the scheme fit. Relax over there. <laughs> but you know, I'm hoping um, if I'm doing anything, I'm like Kramer rooting in these, uh, these quarterbacks to go early and often. Cause that will only help us, but that would be the worst case scenario for me. All right. Well, look, so, all right. The worst case scenario for you is that the quarterbacks fall and we don't have our chance to get anybody. And now we're sitting there with like 15 quarterbacks in our face and we have no no other talent right. remaining at 24. Uh, that is, yeah, that's a very, very scary scenario. Aiden, can you top that? Can you top that? Can you can you raise the bar in, in, in uh, freaking me out here? It depends how realistic we're going. I'm just going the complete like I'm losing my mind on draft day, running around my apartment, yelling things I shouldn't be yelling is. That's pick why I'm number going to a bar. <laughs> <laughs> my worst case scenario is pick number 13, the Houston Texans, or Roger Goodell walks up to the podium, dun, 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 and it says, Dallas Cowboys have traded the 24th overall pick and their second round pick to move up to 13 with the Texans. And with that pick, they select throw in your receiver, Drake London, Jamison Williams, one of the top guys at receiver. You think the Texans are the are the suitor? I don't know who the suitor is. I'm just I'm just giving you a hypothetical like that range where they didn't have to throw in like a second round pick or like a future first round pick. Like moving up that much, I'm just really hoping they're not enamored with like one receiver that they think is just going to change the offense and they're willing to break the bank to get up. That's the case. Then go get Debo. <laughs> like, let me let me run you a exactly. scenario here. Let me run a scenario by you now. Garrett Wilson is a almost a bona fide lock in the top 10. But for some reason, let's say he's there at 11 for whatever reason. We don't know something. We know we've seen crazy things happen on draft night. So um, he's there at 11 or 12. Are you okay with trading up for someone like that? Because that is somebody that we did not expect to see there. I I wouldn't be whatsoever. If, mm. if I, even if I, I don't, the Cowboys, 
move up to pick 11. I'm hoping they take Garrett Wilson and then just trade him to another, trade him for another player in the this league. NBA, man. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I'm if they move up for a receiver, I'm going to be seriously mad. I listen. I know that Jerry is Jerry Jones is very, very uh, please. Everybody pay attention to me kind of guy. That is the only reason why he said anything about trading up. This Dallas Cowboys are not going to be trading up. The only trade up scenario is a few picks where there's like a guy they covered. There is going to be no chance. Mark my words on the day that we record this on a Sunday night and a Monday morning when you're listening and you're driving in the work. There is zero point zero 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 chance that the Dallas Cowboys trade all the way up multiple spots. I'm talking like in the early teens, uh, 10, 11, none of that's going to happen. And if it is, I'll eat my hat, but I'm just, I don't foresee Jerry Jones making that splash because guess what, ladies and gentlemen, what we've seen in this off season is that they've wanted to win the salary cap Olympics. Okay. And they've got won the freaking gold medal with that. Okay. They've won that gold medal. If you trade up, and you grab a guy that early, guess what, folks? He's going to cost a sugar ton more down the line. So, you know, damn well, they're not going to be affording any of that crap. And I think that we, Danny Phantom wrote about it on the website, and he made a great point. Jerry's old and might not 100% know the correct terminology. When he says trade up, he might actually mean trade back in the draft <laughs> order because it would right not after. surprise me at all. Right after that, he referenced what they did with Travis Frederick. And so in that draft, they actually did move back. And so maybe Jerry's just getting old and they do draft back, which would play into my best case scenario. <laughs> I like it. All right. So the scaries right now on a Sunday night as we record this is that, um, well, Tony had said that he thinks that there's going to be nobody left. That's the worst case scenario for the Cowboys because all of a sudden all these quarterbacks fall out of favor with everybody. And then Aiden came back. And he said, uh, well, you gave me yours, right, Aiden? Yeah, yeah I said, they, yeah, trading up. It's been a long couple of weeks. Uh, but anyway, all right, so there is your guys' worst-case scenario. Mine is not – it's not a worst-case scenario. I mean, it is, I guess, because it's like a bad situation to be in or a, a, a sticky one to be in. Now, I am all for the, the offensive line, right? I am all for that. I am, in, especially the interior. I, I mentioned Lyndon Baum. You guys mentioned Green and Johnson, right? So the, the need to address the interior offensive line is there. My biggest fear is that we don't address it. And when I say that is that, and I'm not even talking about receiver. I'm saying that we're going to be super excited about the pick, but it's not going to be addressing the offensive line in which all of us and all of Cowboy Nation could basically see that that's what they want to address. My biggest fear is that an Evan Neal is sitting there staring at us at 24, and all of a sudden we're like, well, I mean, you pair him up with Micah, and holy shit, you know, and then you're like, then, oh, what do we got here? You know what I'm saying? Like, that is the scenario that I don't want to happen because it will be a a like a hooray moment like we're all gonna be like wow i can't believe we just landed this guy but at the same time you're like well that's cool and all but we we still didn't address the exact need that this dallas cowboys team needs and where everybody and their mothers have been mock drafting the crap out of this where it's offensive line offensive line offensive line and then you go back to the defense and again do i think linebacker is a weakness this year i absolutely do i actually do right micah parsons 
he's going to be a hybrid guy, right? And you're going to have to rely on guys like LVE to stay healthy and then play the way he played in the second half, maybe even like the, the back quarter of last year's season. You're going to be relying on that. Um, so linebacker is definitely a need, but I that's that's the scenario. Like we're going to be stomached with that. Like, that's great. We're excited because Neil is a beast, right? Like he's a good, good player, but we're not going to address what we need. And that's that. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually, you know, I agree with what you're saying, because I I have always thought of the idea of best player available as the best way to draft. If you can get that in an organic manner. We're also addressing needs and let the board fall. I'd be okay if they can come out of the first four rounds with some kind of combination of guard, wide receiver, defensive end, linebacker. I can get those four spots addressed in the first four rounds. Don't really care about the way it goes because if N'Kobe Dean is sitting there at 24, I'm I'm pulling the trigger on that. Like I would take N'Kobe Dean at 24. The guard, somebody like Dylan Farmer will be there round two. You know what I mean? There'll be a, you know, There'll be a wide receiver in the third round like Shakir from uh, Boise State. Like, there's guys that are able that we can take in the top 100 picks, top 129 picks based on what we have. Um, but, yes, yeah, so, like, Ginnick board falling away for the Cowboys really would be my best-case scenario. And all these quarterbacks not being taken and the talent just not making it to us is definitely the worst-case scenario. But, you're yeah, absolutely right. Find a way to organically dress needs. So, Tony, I'm with it. Would you be okay with the defensive end going in the first round based off those needs or defensive interior going in the first round? I would be, yeah, it depends. I mean, I would take Jordan Davis. You know what I mean? If Jordan yeah. Davis finds the way, I would take Jordan Davis, you know? And yeah, I'm this, looking at this. Uh, now, ready for this? Now, just not to cut you off, but like, as I said, I'm in this mock draft freaking chatathon over here, and I just was like curious to know where these guys, and this is why this stuff was always kind of bogus because it's like, okay, you just said Jordan Davis at 24, right? This guy over here has got Jordan Davis in the second round. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Yeah, that's, that, that won't happen. Yeah, no, that won't happen. No. <laughs> this is why I can't trust these stupid things. Um, yeah, so look, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see all the scenarios play out. I got a question for both of you. Obviously, nobody on this network, at least we didn't really hear about it, but nobody really addressed the Calvin Joseph stuff because you know what? We don't know enough, so we can't, right? Let's not dive into that. But there is a scenario where all of a sudden we might be down a corner. You know, like we don't know. We don't know how this is going to play out. So obviously it's, it's as people are listening to this, it's Monday. It's four days between 24. Are you guys taking any gambles on them? I mean, I'll, so to, to me, it's it's more of a pressing of a need now than it was two weeks ago. Right. right. So now, you know, you're looking at cornerback and – You'd be foolish not to at least hedge your bet, right? Like if, if you if you're gonna come out there and everything clears out and you know whatever the case may be, he's still on the roster, he's still an active member of this team, whatever, fine. But you have to go into this saying, what if he's not? And if that means you're gonna use a you know a top four round pick on a cornerback, I'm not I'm not opposed to it, and I couldn't even be upset with that if they do come in with that mindset. So I, I'm for it. Aiden, you with that? I I'm, think I'm on the opposite boat. Based off the same logic you use, based off the logic of what happens if we have to roll with the three guys we rolled with last year, I thought Anthony Brown, Trayvon Diggs, and Jordan Lewis, Jordan Lewis to a much lesser extent, did a much like did a really good job last year. And I mean, this was one of the best secondaries in the NFL. So True. I'm not, I'm personally not burning one of your top four picks on a 
um, cornerback just because I think there are bigger needs. It is a bigger need now than it w- once was, but there's still uncertainty there, so I don't know if I'd completely throw everything at a corner. Okay. Here's a curveball for you. Um, obviously not in the first and probably not the second and more than likely not the third. Did the Dallas Cowboys use any of their picks on a quarterback, Tony? Mm, I'm glad you said that because I did my final mock draft today on Sunday. I put it out on Twitter. I took Brock Purdy from Iowa State in the with our final pick. So, like, I mean, it's not going to be, you know, I don't. So, I, it's not so going to be Ben Denucci, a, a Jace. Yeah, yeah. Ben Denucci is probably, you know, gonna give him his walking papers. But we love his hats. We love a good brand here. So, um, but yeah, you know, if a Brock Purdy, somebody that can develop, you can have on a cheap rookie deal. Like, yeah, I mean it. Cooper Rush, we got, Minnesota was a hell of a night when he won that game. But like, I mean, are we how many times are we gonna try to hope and roll these dice? So I think they get somebody in developing, and and Dax had a couple injuries, been nicked up. He's had some surgeries, and I'm not, you know, this kid's not gonna compete for anything up front. But if they can try to develop, get somebody, get an arm in the farm system now that it's baseball season, like I'm, I'm all for that. Aiden, you think uh, the Cowboys use any capital on uh, QB two? I'm for it. I just. It's, it's always difficult to predict what the picks are going to be in like round six and seven, I guess. Yeah. Round six. and We, it could literally be anything at this point and we'd have no, I like they could, right. they, yeah, they could take literally any position with those. I just, based off how the, it seems like the Cowboys like drafting, they really like to try and find hidden gems at quarterback to back, back up their primary starter. It's how we found Dak Prescott. It's, what we tried to do with Ben DiNucci, it's I think Cooper Rush and Mike White were both drafted guys, if not undrafted, that we tried to develop. So I could see it happening, just trying to take a shot. But while I, it's worked out with one player, and I don't think it's going to work out with whoever we take this year. All right, all right, no respect to the quarterbacks. I get it. All right, uh, <laughs> so I got it. All right, so uh, rounding out the questions here, uh, just for predictions wise or at least once, right? We went over best case, whenever worst case. You know, Cowboys aren't going to do a corner. They might draft a quarterback. There's all sorts of fun stuff and fun scenarios to play around with. Tony, one guy that you need on this Dallas Cowboys team in this draft. One guy. Uh, That's a tough question, and I think it more speaks to this draft and how I feel about it. Mm. There isn't – I can't – it's hard to find one guy that I think is going to come in here and change this team exactly what it is. But if you put me on a spot – and it's not like an absolute – I mean, I know it's a need, but it's not something that could help us as much. I have loved the way N'Kobe Dean plays the game of football. I think putting him with Micah Parsons and finding a way to let Micah Parsons rush the passer, be more free. N'Kobe Dean is going to be an impactful player in this league, and I pray he's not a Philadelphia Eagle because I think he would flourish there. But if, if you're telling me that one guy that I really want – and he's not because he's a Georgia Bulldog, but I think Nicobe Dean is my guy. Aiden, How do you, you feel have about a, that? Aiden, uh, you have of a pet cat of sorts. I do, and it's kind of a it's a combination of three players. I just want the Cowboys to take one. I want them to take Cade York, Cameron Dicker, Gabe Burkich, the three kickers. Please, <laughs> for the love of God, I've been if. There is one like I'm not a draft guy, but there if there's one thing that I like so firmly believe in that I'd be willing to debate about the NFL draft, it's that please you have four fifth round play, picks. Please, for the love of God, draft a kicker early. I don't care if people are like, whoa, that's way too early for a kicker. 
fifth round picks don't pan out. Kickers in the fifth round do. Please take. You know what? If they left the draft with three kickers in the fifth round, I wouldn't be mad whatsoever. It's because uh, Aiden has a class with Cameron Dicker. <laughs> I have, oh, yeah, is that what it is? <laughs> I've had several classes with No, him. I'm just kidding. Great I didn't guy. really know that, but I, I know he was a Texas guy, but I guess it yeah, does make a... sense then. <laughs> All right. You're gonna you guys are gonna be shocked with mine. Um because of the fact that this, this is a position that I covet. Uh it's my favorite position on the field. Um and we've had one of the one of the members of this team on on our podcast, and that's our, our guy Sean McEwen, and I and I like him. And I like Dalton Schultz. I am on this Trey McBride hype train like nobody else, man. I, I think that this kid could be a very, very big difference maker. Um, what it would take to get him, I don't know. I don't even know where he's kind of even being mocked right now, to be honest with you. I'm just <laughs> I'm I'm all over this pick. Okay. I'm all over the fact that we address the tight end again. I like the idea of having a three tight end set. I do, not at the same time, obviously, but like the depth there. Um, I like Trey McBride. I think the intangibles are there. He's going to be a very good tight end in this league. Um, and I think that Dal- if you add him, plus the receivers that you've had, plus your your Zeeks and your Pollards of the world, plus you you address the interior line, you know, this offense has a chance to once again raise some serious numbers, right? And and and, and we'll see from there, man. But, like, I, I, I just, again, I, I'm all over the Trey McBride hype train. I don't know if you, you guys feel you that. And, uh, you and Jay Tuck from CFO Sports is the Trey McBride hype train. You two are going to chug that thing. If he goes, he ends up on the Cowboys, you guys are going to be doing backflips. Yeah, I man. That, that yeah, I, I did see that Tuck was all over that a, a couple weeks ago, actually. Yeah, so I'm into it. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. But it, it kind of seems like half of the Cowboys nation is wants really wants Trey McBride. The other half wants Jelani Woods, and there is just going to be a free-for-all if they take one of those players. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> well, listen, it's been a while since we had any kind of actual positivity for this team uh, as far as the news. Like, Unfortunately, like if you remember back, folks, like before the offseason started, I believe it was Super Bowl week, um, or maybe even like the week after we all made our like, Hey, what, what could we, what do we want most out of this off season? And Aiden went out there on a limb and said, I want him out of the news. Right. And all of a sudden we had one of the worst <laughs> off seasons in almost Cowboys history, which it felt like that. It felt like the, the fans and the media really did like really drive it home uh, on a lot of these topics. And maybe some are a little less, you know, a little less uh, pertinent than the other ones, but we didn't stay out of the news. There has been a lot of drama. So hopefully on Thursday night, the Dallas Cowboys have themselves a, a great first round. And obviously Friday and Saturday, they close this out and they get themselves a nice little haul. Um, but yeah, that remains to be seen. So we've given you our best and worst case scenarios. We've we've dove into the NFL draft. It's good to be back. It's good to be back talking football and talking Dallas Cowboys. Um, yeah, I mean, this it's it's been another episode. Tony, you got something? No, I'm just excited because I think we talked about it before. Unless Blogging the Boys comes out with some more content that we're unaware of at this time, we're going to be the first podcast that everybody gets to break down the full draft in its entirety next Sunday. You'll hear it next Monday. I'm hype about that because we won't be talking about speculation. We'll talk about real things at that point. Um, If I had to make one prediction, it would be that we are not the first voices that you hear. <laughs> but we'll see. We shall see about that we're one. But- first. Yeah, well, one of the first. So for Dave Sturcio, Aiden Davis, and of course, Tony Catalina, this has been another episode of the First and Ten podcast right here in the Blogging the Boys podcast network, powered by SB Nation. 
Good luck to the Dallas Cowboys and draft us some, uh, some goodies. Huh? Will you do that for us? We'll see you next week. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right, $25 a month every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com.